Hey guys, welcome in. It's Brad with College Sportscast. John and I are here tonight to do week 11 of the Big Fuss Show. Please have your attention. It's all a commotion around here. What are you talking about? Let them gap at you. It's actually very exciting. All right, guys. Welcome back. It's Brad with Color Sports Cast. What's up, Hammonds? What's up, man? We're here to have a little bit of fun tonight. Talk about a few things that uh, in college football and in college basketball. Because college basketball started last night. Tip off last night. Yep. So we are now going to integrate college basketball into our show for from now till April. (laughs) (laughs) More or less. Yeah. 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 You know, from now till April. April. Yeah. Yeah. So, and we we had our first upset last night. So we did. We we did. did. Uh, Michigan State lost to James Madison Dukes. So, yeah. Um, at home, Tom Izzo loses at home opener. He's he was ranked top four. He was he was fourth, I think, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. You know what the thing about it is. You know what makes it tough. I was looking at their schedule. They played Duke and Arizona coming up, and that's a game that. They needed to win just to, you know, get off on the right foot. But now, you know, you got to play some tough opponents with 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 that loss hanging over your head. So that's a tough that's a tough break for Tom Izzo and company to start the year out with. Well, so you know, the way I looked at it last night, they shot five percent from three point line. They went one of 20. That's, I think it's 23. It might have been 23. That's a trade. I, th- I think it was 23, but it might have been 20. But Well, ESPN last night had it one for 20. I don't know if that's it, right. It, it might have been, but anyways. But, yeah, there was some, there was some nice um, mm-hmm. games on last night, but they wasn't a real big slate because it was the opening night. Um, I felt like Kentucky's backcourt looking really, really good um, with Dillingham and and Wagner and Reeves. Um, I wouldn't go as far as say Kentucky's back, but I will say this, that Kentucky has probably the best backcourt that they've had probably in three or four years. And they finally got Cal Perry's kind of team. And that's – Don't forget Reed Shepard because he looked all good last night. Reed Shepard played really well. He's a local kid, um, North Laurel, London, Kentucky, representing in the house. So um, Rutgers lost to Princeton, which was kind of surprising to me, um, with Princeton losing their big man from last year and, and their other Princeton's guard. one did. of those that always knocks off some good teams, though. They do. They're uh, they're notorious for making NCAA tournament runs. If you remember, 
they beat UCLA and the defending champions in 96. And then they yeah. come back last year and they beat Missouri in what the second round or no, it was the first yeah. round. First round. First, yeah. And, uh, yeah. But they're uh, notorious. I mean, they, they, they can beat, uh, they run that Princeton style offense stuff. And like, they've won some big games over the years. They have. Sorry. Abilene Christian uh, beat Oklahoma State last night as well. That, that's another thing that I was going to get at you with. Is it is it too far fetched to say that Mike Boynton is on the hot seat? Is it Mike Boynton? Yeah, yeah, it's Mike Boynton. Like you know, he only had that one NCAA tournament team. You know, when they had Cade Cunningham, I think it was the year that that COVID hit, and they went. I think they went to the Sweet Sixteen, maybe. Um, and that's really the only really good team that he's had. Um, well, last year they won some games late in the year, but, you know, last year they got penalized for um, for violations by the NCAA, which I thought was kind of absolutely ridiculous, but that's another topic for another day. But um, yeah. they, just haven't, they just haven't been a real good team up until that year that they had um, that five-star Kate Cunningham when he was at um, Oklahoma State. So, yeah, I mean it's all it's fun. We, me, and you love basketball season. We're from Kentucky. Basketball is kind of um, mm -hmm. big for us. So, you know, anytime in the state of Kentucky, it's that's everybody in the South really loves football, but Kentucky really loves basketball. So, um. You know, yeah, when, and when the basketball if season, paying, and if you haven't been paying attention to the football team in Kentucky, um, well, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> it's been a, well, it's I'm been not a, saying that Kentucky, it's Kentucky backs football too, pretty good. They do, I, they um, just, yeah. I'm just saying, you know, number one is probably basketball, but it's been a tough year, you know. They they lost to Missouri. They should have beat Tennessee. Well, they should have beat Missouri. Honestly, they was up fourteen to nothing, and the and the wheels came off. Um, they yeah. should have beat Tennessee. They had plenty of opportunities. And last week they beat a terrible Mississippi State team. So um, you don't you can't really gouge that game to be honest, because Mississippi State is is going through a kind of a. Well, speaking of some of those things, we're going to get into some of the SEC and some football. But before we mm -hmm. do, I want to kind of. Um, run through what's going on the bottom of the screen there for you guys. We This is the College Sportscast Big Fuss Show. This is week 11. Please visit homefieldapparel.com. Christmas season yes. is, is upon us, and you can get some really cool gifts and some really actually, cool retro. Actually, it's, th actually it's Thanksgiving season. Are you skipping Thanksgiving? Come on now, Brad. <laughs> yeah. People shop already. I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, they do. I, people I, are shopping. I will, I will vouch for that. I, I, people are already shopping, I know, for sure. So if you are and you want to get some really cool vintage premium collegiate gear, over 180 uh, teams and schools are represented by homefieldapparel.com. Please use our code CSCAST for a 15% discount, mm -hmm. and you can pick you up. Some a, a really cool gift like retro logos and mascots, throwback championship teams. They even got throwback um, hats, the snap hats. They have 
they have snapback hats and, and throwback hats and they have some really cool gear there. So uh, use our hey, code CF hey, Cat. Hey, hey, Blake, hold one. If you're listening, I know you like that kind of stuff. It's out there, my man. Yeah, man. It's homefieldapparel.com is, is where to go. Because I know that check them I, out. Know that, I know that Blake Hoagland posts a lot of retro stuff while he's into yeah, the whole A lot of people retro. really like the vintage stuff, and this is a great place with, like I said, over 180 teams representative on the collegiate level. They do mainly collegiate stuff. They are out of Indianapolis. So they do have some Indianapolis Colts stuff if you are a Colts fan. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm digging that Georgetown retro hat. Like I'm I'm de- I'm thinking about getting it for me. Like it's yeah. it's nice. Use our code, man. I'm serious. Yeah. Like we we can we they've got some really cool stuff. So I just want to throw that out there. And the rest there, we are presented by the fanboys. Let's talk sports. Sideline Sports, The Real Fresh Channel, and WSBN TV Channel 30. So with that said, we're going to get to some college football stuff now. So I'm going to run through some teams in the bottom half of the SEC, okay? Abagensian. <laughs> I had to get you on that one, my man. I don't. I don't I don't know what that says. <laughs> oh goodness. Let me fix that. Because that's I not exactly what that's supposed to say. I had to pick at you, man. I had to give you a hard time about it. It's supposed to be Abilene Christian. I know what it's what it meant. Yeah. Yes. I don't know what that is. <laughs> hey, we have fun here at uh college sports cast we have to have a little comedy mixed in with it so i don't know what that was supposed that was actually it's not going to fix because i can't it's not going yeah it is well it's gonna say i'll, it's even, not gonna let I'll me even go it. i'll even go i'll start on this all right one. so um, we're going to start we're going to start here and if you'll notice on the bottom i'm going to change it up and the tickers should change so well, i'm going to start and Tell you that Texas A&M is five and four. Their remaining games are home at Mississippi State, then Abilene Christian at home, and then their last game is away at LSU. So yeah. first, how do they finish the season? What do you think? Seven and five. Um, they beat Mississippi State and Abilene Christian, and they lose to LSU. Um, LSU's got a really dynamic offense, you know, with Jaden Daniels, which he's in concussion profile this week, which he'll probably be back before then. But LSU's offense is just really, really good. And and AM don't have the offense to keep up, I don't think, with Max Johnson. Um now yeah. they got a decent defense. So you front think they four. Go seven and five. So if they, if they yeah. go seven and five, you got them going bowling. I do. Uh, I think, you know, it's probably going to be the Texas Bowl, maybe. Um, they might they might get into the um, might be a Liberty Bowl. Um, this has been a very subpar year for A and M with with a lot of expectations so, that they had had coming so in. So at the bottom now, the bottom now says, does the coach does Coach Fisher 
remain at Texas A&M with a seven and five record coming off of a five and seven record last year? I think they give him one more year. I do. Um, as much as a lot of people say, well, he's on the hot seat. Yes, he's on the hot seat. But I think they get they're going to give him one more year to try to figure this out, um, especially with the recruiting class that they got coming in, which they've had the top what top five recruiting class the last three years, and they just haven't done anything with it. They haven't been able to produce on the field. So um, I think they give him one more year to get his shine on and figure things out. Well, but I'll say this: another another abysmal season like we have this year. Um, I just – I think Texas A&M moves on next year. I just um, – you know, their program's got a lot of tradition in it, you know, especially in the past with R.C. Slocum, um, the teams that they had back in the day, back in the early 90s and such, and the coaches that they've had there, Dennis Franconi. Um, I think Texas A&M won't put up with it. So, um, I think it's – Even uh, Kevin Sumlin was doing Kevin better Sumlin, than He has. He has. And yeah. I think this is a – this is a trial by fire, and I think next year we see what they can do. And I think if it's another year like this, I think they pull the plug on Jimbo Fisher and they move into another direction. All right. I just wanted to see um, there's some there's some coaches here. I'm just wondering, you know, who you think is going to go, who's going to stay. So we're going to run through some of this. And the next one that I want to talk about, is the Florida Gators. The Florida Gators, I want you to listen to this now. I want you to listen to this now. They are five and four. Two weeks ago, they were five and two. And we were talking about them maybe, you know, having a little bit of something to say by the end of the season, okay? Mm-hmm. But they're now five and four. Their remaining games are at LSU, at Missouri, and then home against FSU. So, okay. again, I'm, my question is, how do they finish the season? Okay, let, 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 me, let me go and say this. The most winnable game on that list is Missouri. It might Next be this to the week. Other. It might Next be this week. Well, if, it might be this week. If Daniels, but, if Daniels was still in uh, protocol. Cont- cont- but still, cont- LSU protocol. has a lot of weapons to, to work with that, you know. This is tough, man, because you put me on the spot. I, I'm going to go five and seven. I don't think they get yeah, to I a think. bow. I don't think they go to a bow. And you even said it. You even said it at the preseason. You said they'll go five and seven. You didn't think they'll even get to a bow. So. I did. And with this I did schedule, actually predict in five and seven. With this schedule, it's just tough, man. You got at LSU. Even without Jaden Daniels, LSU still got enough firepower to beat them. The question is, what? How does Florida manage that Arkansas last game week? they lost over the weekend, John? That Arkansas game they lost at home was huge. Crucial. It was huge. Yeah, it was huge. It and, really was. and you don't really know, and you don't really know about the FSU game because you know that's a rivalry game. But FSU is playing really well this year. But I mean, at the it same is. time, it's a rivalry game, and rivalry games a lot of times you can throw records out. At least most rivalry games you can throw records out. 
Now, there's some that's been dominated by the opponent. Um, Tennessee, Kentucky. <laughs> but no, at I the mean, same time. Alabama, I mean, Tennessee has been dominated, yeah, well, too. Yeah, so that's another one. So. Tennessee but, can't really say too much. No. But I'll say this. It, they'll be five and seven, I think. I just – it's just going to be hard for them to go to LSU and win. It's going to be hard for them to go to Missouri and win. Especially with Brady Cook, okay. the way he's playing, they were under 500 last year, and if they miss a bowl and go five and seven this year, I know that Napier's just in year two. But <laughs> we are talking about the Florida Gators here. Well, he'll be back. Does he remain the coach for next season? He'll be back, and I will tell you why is because of his recruiting class. Um, he's got a really Good recruiting He's got class, third-ranked recruiting class in twenty-four, and and I think right it, now if it wouldn't if it wasn't for that, I think there would be a possibility of it, but I just don't see it happening with the class he's got coming in next year. Um, so I think they I give nature. Say it's a small possibility. It's it's close, but I think they bring him, I think they bring him back I for agree. another year to see what they can do. So. I think you're probably right because he does have the third-ranked recruiting class right now in 2024. I mean, let's be um, fair. I mean, he's he's. But he's, to be he's fair, not, the last two years they've been they, way below they, that top ten stand. They've been in the recruiting. And class. I tell I tell people all the time, you know, Florida is Florida. Um, Florida is Spurrier, Florida, and you know, those days ain't coming back. I mean, I know people say, well, we can get to that level, but at, the way the college landscape is, it's just Herman different. Meyer got them there for a few years. They did. It's going to take a top-level coach to get them there. I'm not saying Napier's it's a bad take coach. Somebody like I'm, not, I'm not saying Billy Napier's a horrible coach. I'm just saying he's just not a top-level SEC caliber coach. He's – He's good for who he is. And, you know, at the same time, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, with, with the way Pierre has has tried to build things and get things together, you know, he had a quarterback run. He had a quarterback leave. He had a few wide receivers walk out, go to the transfer portal. He had some defensive players leave. A lot of this ain't yeah, on Napier. A lot of linemen are too leave, too. Yeah, which I felt like he, he had a slam dunk with Graham Mertz. Um, as as we look back at it now, Graham Mertz is actually playing better than we thought he would. So you know he's got he the is. things he there. He probably has place. played a little better than we thought he would. Well, and he's got the yeah. things there in place. I think to to make things happen, it's just a matter of is Florida fans willing to m wait it out? Is 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 the question? So I think they get another year. All though. right. Okay. So I'm just I'm trying to weigh all this out for you. So my next one. Arkansas. Arkansas is three and six after their win against Florida. Their first ever win at the Swamp, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, their remaining games are at Auburn and home versus FIU and Missouri. Can, Man. you know, that's a pretty tough schedule right there. Well, if the Arkansas team, if the Arkansas team that showed up against Florida Saturday, I think there's an opportunity for them to win all 
all three of these games. But winning at Auburn is really tough. Um, the FIU game, they probably most likely win. Um, the Missouri game has been back and forth the last couple of years, so you just don't know it being a rivalry game, how that's going to go. Um, yeah. I'm just going to say they're not going to go to a bowl. Um, I think the only win out of this out of this schedule is FIU. I just, you know, Arkansas has been too too inconsistent for me. You know, they they look good one week, like you know, they look good against LSU, they look good against Florida, then they have the games against BYU. And what was the other game that they played? It was uh, BYU and great. they got beat seven to three. Yeah, it, it's just scratch head scratch <laughs> games, and yeah. just games that you just don't you don't know what's going what to expect. Um, I don't. They're all here's my thing. Was out to lunch that day. I'll, I'll go as far as saying that if they don't make a bowl, that Sam Pittman's job's on the line. That's and my next question. Does I, I, Sam Pittman, does the coach, remain for next year if they miss a bowl? This is the one I think that he could be possibly fired. Um, you this know, they got Pittman, rid of Tamino. Is this his fourth year or third? Third or fourth? Third or fourth. But they did get rid of Dan Enos, which he, he had a lot to do with the offensive play calling. That was really, it was getting really static with them. Um, yeah. You know, he made some moves to to improve the the you know the offensive side of the ball, but you're going to need better production with the talent that you got because Arkansas's got plenty of talent out there. It's just a matter of putting it on the field, and they haven't done it this year. You know, KJ Jefferson's been very inconsistent at times. He's made plays when he's had to. Then there's some been out of the lineup. Well, he's been out of the lineup, injured. And then you had the yeah. game against Mississippi State where they just – they looked like they was, you know, was playing in quicksand, like they didn't know. And, well, Mississippi State wasn't playing good either. So, at the end of the day, I think well, this why, is – What thought is, like, about 15 months ago, 12, 15 months ago, like everybody was so up on Sam Pittman. Well, their, well, their sudden, defense, their front four is probably one of the most underrated front four in the league. It's just their offense has been abysmal at times. Like they can't get, they can't when they get in the red zone, they're too inconsistent. They can't score, and and that's a problem when you can't score and you can't move the football. Um, you're going to have games like this, like Mississippi State, and and games like L, well, not LSU, but um, what's the other game that they played? Was it BYU where they where they just have stagnant drives where they just don't result in points. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that's another one that I wanted to ask you about. My next one we're going to talk about is South Carolina. South Carolina is three and six. I'm sorry, I clicked the wrong thing there. South Carolina is three and six. Their remaining games are home. All three games, by the way, are at home. I don't know how they pulled this one off. Yeah, but that's they get odd. They and they were and they were just at home last week. Their last four games are at home. They have eight home games this year, by the way. When I check this out, okay, the two, and they're three and six. The two to the two last games are winnable. Vandy, UK, and Clemson, and they're three and six. So, well, how do they finish? And 
Do they make a ball? I think you muted your mic, man. Oh, oh my bad. Um, I think they end up four and eight. I think the Vandy game is winnable. Actually, I think all three are winnable, but you don't know which South Carolina team's going to show up. You know, the team that gave Georgia all they want, you know, in the first half, and then they just kind of folded in the second half. Or you're going to have a South Carolina team that just let Jacksonville State hang around for four quarters. Um, you know, I, Vanderbilt's a win. Hey, Ken, if you remember on our game day pick on Thursday night, Ken Muss asked me about the Gamecock Bowl, and I told him to take Jacksonville State in 15 and a half. And it paid mm -hmm. off. If he, if he bet it, it paid off. He bet it. Um, the Vandy game's a win. They'll be four and six after this weekend. The Kentucky game and the Clemson game are winnable games. But it just all depends on which South Carolina teams, which South Carolina team shows up. So but you I don't think, think they, they make the ball. I don't. I really don't. And okay. I don't think Beamer's – I don't think Beamer's gone either after this year. My, my next question is, is does Beamer survive a four and eight season? I think he has and to. With, his expectations you know, with this. for this year was to challenge for the second place in the East. Yes, but, you know, Sacramento fans are going to have to be patient. You know, I think they got a they got another good recruiting class coming in next year. I think they give him one more year to to kind of kind of balance it out. Um, I just don't see him. I just got I just got him. I think what two two years ago this is, three. I think this is his third year. His third year. I mean, it's just going to take some time, and and if it don't work out, then South Carolina will move on and they'll figure something out. You know, you got to look at what Shane Beamer was was dealt. With Will Muschamp's team, he was left with base with practically nothing. Um, Muschamp, you know, he he gutted I'm just the saying, program. Preseason, there was pretty high expectations that South Carolina could challenge Tennessee for the second spot in the in the SEC East. Yeah, I agree with you. It's just it's not been the year that South Carolina fans have expected. It's just been very mediocre. And four and eight is very, very underwhelming to that. It's very, very. Even the biggest issue, the biggest issue with South Carolina this year has not been Spencer Rattler. Everybody wants to place the blame on him. It's been the defense. No, it's not. Defense, I, I will give Spencer Rattler his due. Spencer Rattler has played really, really good. He has. And, and the offense, you know, they got, you know, Juice, and then they got Xavier Leggett. They got a really good offense. That's they got a has been crazy. He's tough. Yeah. He's in NFL caliber type talent. But the defense, he is. they couldn't stop a coach. Every team that they played has run up and down the field on them, even Jacksonville State. I know. It's been bad. I know. They're, if I remember correctly, they had, a, they, had a, they had a decently hard time with Furman early in the year. Well, if they, if they was a. I think if I looked at the the numbers right, they was giving up over early in the year. They was giving up over four hundred yards a, a game and rushing. Now that's just that's embarrassing to me. With 
with how much talent you got in that state that you need to recruit and be better with. Like it all, it all boils down to recruiting. Can Beamer recruit in there with Clemson and and knock off some guys and get some four and five stars? Because Clemson's not really doing as good as we thought, but they still got some guys. I mean, yeah. they don't have they don't have the playmakers, but they still got some guys that that make some plays. And well, right. we seen that last week against Notre Dame. So yeah. I, the biggest thing with me with Beamer is can he compete with Clemson? And and right now it's it, just, it don't look like it. I mean, you know, it just don't. Well, the UK, the UK and the Clemson game is going to be pretty telling for them. It is. I agree with you. And and I'll go. I'll stop you here. <laughs> All right. So I, I threw Vandy in. Vandy is not going bowling. They only have two games left. They're two and eight. However, I did want to throw them in for this question. Does they only have two games? They only have two games left. Yeah, so they played two games in that first week. Remember, they always play in that week zero. Yeah, that's right. You know, so yeah, they only got two games left. They have a bye week after this coming week, and then come back and play. Probably they'll probably need it after this. You know. Yeah. They have a bye week and they come back and play Tennessee. So they're two and eight. They're not going bowling. We already know that. But Clark Lee, I think this is his third year. He come in with Beamer, I believe. Does he remain at Vandy? And I think, you know, he he won – two and then four games and now he's won two again like i'm pretty See, sure here, here's the thing that a lot of people don't understand about vanderbilt they have to recruit differently because of academics absolutely it's, because academics, it, it, it's yeah. a, to me it's a dead-end job it's sort of like uh i'm trying to think like a like a temple like a temple or it, it's just a job that you know you're you're going into that you're going to have to to know how to recruit and how to get players in there. Well, the and only the, person that's ever done it in my lifetime that I can remember on the football Franklin. side is James Franklin. And he turned on Vanderbilt inside. Now, into basketball, a, it's been done. I think he turned Vanderbilt into a top 25 team. I think they were 16 at one point with Franklin. And yeah, you know, yeah, he did. He did. He had that. He had that town buzzing at one point. He took them to like back-to-back bowls, like pretty decent he bowls. He did. Um, you know, but my I question here Clark, is: I think is, he is Clark like does he survive? Is, is is he completely over his head here? He, I mean, here's the here's the thing about the Vanderbilt situation. So they got rid of uh, what's his name, the coach before. Uh, Mason, uh, Mason, Mason. They got rid of him. They got rid of him pretty quick. Then they, then they come in and they got Clark Lee. Like it's just like, like a rotation of coaches going in and out of Vanderbilt. I think they give Clark another year because you get rid of this coach after what two years? You're going right back again. I think this three. is year three, but he's not. And you're going. I mean. <sighs> I get he's it. Just, I do. You know, he showed he, a he little bit of last year. But well, the issue is you keep recycling coaches and you keep recycling coaches, it's going to keep going back 
to the same old mess over and over and over. That's like you tell me with Stoops. You know, you you lose Stoops, you lose pretty much everything you ever worked for. You you, you the classes, the the teams that he's had. You know, it's a it's a hard job it in the SEC competing with the top level talent that's up but there with Alabama. Let's Georgia. be honest here. Let's be honest here, John. With Texas and Oklahoma coming in next year, they're not going to get any better. Vandy? They're not. No, it's – the recruiting's going to be tough. <laughs> I mean – I even heard somebody say today, well, I was reading something, and they had posted a picture of Saturday's game against Auburn, and Auburn had took over the stadium. And somebody had put above the, the quote – it was a quote retweet or something on Twitter and said, we need to just push Vandy to the Sun Belt. <laughs> and I just kind I mean, of thought. It really you know, is. Man. Like, they are in a tough, tough spot in football. They are. Now, now basketball, basketball, I think Jerry Stackhouse that, is doing a good job with them. Um, they're basketball, I don't they, they, they can climb that mountain in basketball. I, they they've can. done it before. I, they can do it in basketball. Football is a different story, different animal. Well, if you, if you go back to their basketball program, their basketball program was it was it 08, 09 maybe? They was one, they was a messed up play from getting to the final final eight or the final four. It was yeah. a, a controversial call against Georgetown, I believe. And well, I mean, the, the basketball program can climb that mountain. Well, um, and they beat number one Kentucky I just back to throw when. In and- when they had John Jenkins and and those guys, they they had a decent team back then. Kevin Stylins, he had some players hey, back had, then, man. Even even back as far as Eddie Fogler and stuff, way back in the nineties. Yeah. I mean, they've had some really good teams. They have. Yeah. All right. You remember Drew? You remember Drew Maddox? Does that take you back? Yeah. Drew Maddox All was right. a really good. Now, coach. now I'm going to get to a couple of first year coaches in the SEC, and we got Mississippi State, who is four and five. Their remaining games are at A&M, home against Southern Miss, and then they get the Egg Bowl, Ole Miss. So I'm going to be honest with you. Where where do you see them finishing? And do you think they can get to a bowl game? I'm going to be frank with you, and I know – I might get jumped all on this, but the way they've been playing, but I I wouldn't be shocked if Southern Miss gave them a game. I wouldn't. As bad as they're playing right now, um, their offense can't move the football. Now their defense is decent. Um, you know they held Kentucky to what three yeah, points. Two good down. linebackers. They got some good linebackers, um, but the offense just can't score. Um, they they just they can't move the football and their quarterback play has been subpar. They can't they they're trying to figure out how to move guys in and out. Um, I'm gonna tell you who I feel really bad for is two two O Griffin, the the wide receiver Mississippi State's got because he's he looks so frustrated the other night. He does. Us. He, he he looked frustrated and he's had a tough time. You know this year it's been tough for him. Um, I feel like, you know, with with what's going on in the program and stuff, I wouldn't be shocked if he left after this year. Um, they've already had two guys transfer out this 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 month, I think. They had a four-star just transfer out. 
Um, I'm gonna tell you something about Mississippi State. They've if they want to win, injuries, they've got players already transferring out. So, with all of that said, if they do miss a bowl here, does the coat does does Zach Arnett? I mean, it doesn't look good already in his first year. Like, does he remain for year two? Uh, Steph, uh, I think there's a lot of people wanting him fired, uh, especially fans. After the Mike Leach deal, everything that happened, they felt like their program was in a better spot than what Arnett has done. He is. I mean, it's it's tough. Yeah. It's just a tough situation, to be honest. He's He walked, you know, Leach gave him plenty of ammunition. He, he Some offensive weapons, you know, some defensive, him some defensive some things to work with. Players. And they switched up the off. I think they switched up too quick. They switched up the offense and they tried to go to that's a pro exactly, style. I said it in the preseason. That's, that's what's going to get him is he should have kept the offense – he should have never switched it up with Will Rogers and the people that was already there. He should have never switched up that offense. That was a no. bad, bad move. And the question remains now, where does Will Rogers go from here? Does he transfer out after this year? Because if he does, he's one of the hottest quarterbacks on the market. Yep. Absolutely. And say they do get rid of Zach Arnett. Do they do they go outside of the program or do they stay in? Because Mississippi, State, time, yeah. Mississippi State's more of an inside the program type ran. Yeah, I think they will this time, and I think they'll look for an air raid guy. I think they will. I really do. I think they will. If they get rid of Arnett, and I think it is a possibility. It is. Because I'm going to be honest with you. I watched them against Arkansas. guy and try to keep Will Rogers there. I watched them against Arkansas. I watched them against Kentucky. They – that ain't Mississippi State football. I don't know what that is. I'll be honest with you. I I, I really don't. It's – Arnett made a huge mistake by switching up that offense. He did. Moving from an air raid to a pro style kind of – Kind of hurt where they was trying to go with it. So watch if they get rid of Arnett, they will go after an air raid guy. They might call Garrett Riley. Don't blame him. Garrett Riley's a good coach. I'm just saying. Now he's not in a, a lot of situation either at Clemson. Well, he's right not now. at Clemson. We're kind of like a like a head match right now, head button. I'm just throwing it. I'm throwing it out there in the dark, little birdie <laughs> in my head. Tells me that they might call Garrett Riley. They might. Never know. Just throwing it out there, guys. All right. The next one. This is number seven. This is seven of the 14 teams in the SEC, by the way. And they're all still with questions. Auburn, five and four. They finished the season at Arkansas, home against Mm -hmm. New Mexico State and Alabama. Uh. They're five and four. Hugh Freeze, first year as a coach. I do want to go ahead and say that I think Hugh Freeze is 
job is safe no matter what happens here. Um, He's got a good recruiting class coming in next year. He does. So I think I, I just want to throw that out here. I, I'm not this one. I'm not thinking that he is, you know, not safe. I think he is seven and five. You think they go I seven think, and five? I think, I think I think they beat Arkansas on the road. I think they beat New Mexico State, but I think they lose to Bama. But I will say this: the last couple of trips to Alabama that they is it at Alabama. No, it's at home. No, it's at Jordan Hare. Well, the last two or three meetings that they've had, it's come down to the last few minutes. So, yeah. But this year, I think it'll be different because I don't think Auburn has the offense to to hang with the Alabama defense that they got. I just they they want to have to make plays. Um, but you, like I said, you can throw records out when this game usually goes on because usually you think, you think they do make a bowl game. I do. I think they go to a bowl. I think they're. I think they're seven and four after, after two weeks. Okay. Um, and I, think you know, I think Breeze is doing a good job yeah, in his I first year. Yeah, I he, do not think that he is. You know, I'm just putting it up there because I I put it up there for the rest of them. Um, I do not think that his job is in any kind of question at all after the first year. Um, no. So. It, and I do think that they do make a bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, they will either be seven and five, like John said, or six and six. Yeah, they'll be one of the two. Either, either they lose to Arkansas, beat New Mexico State, and yeah. lose to Bama, or they win two of the Arkansas, New Mexico State, and they lose to Bama. So either way, I think they still get a bowl game. Right. Oh, I do too. Um, and Hugh Freeze. With the cards that he was dealt, and you know, bringing in Peyton Thorne, using Robbie, you know, the way that he's done and stuff, I think he's done a good job. They have a good defense. They just don't have much offense. They don't. They don't. For this year. All right. Now, which which will get which will get better because Freeze is a good offensive minded coach. Oh, he will. Yeah, he, I think he most definitely he, – he, they'll be better next year, matter of fact. Yeah. Now, yeah. with all of that said, John, I want to throw this in here real quick, and I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this. But I know that you keep on Saturdays talking about Stoops and that he should be able to do this and he should be able to do how that. Did how, how did I know you was going to bring this in? The, this? Listen, listen to me. In the SEC now, I'm talking just the SEC. Seven of the 14 teams are behind him. Mm-hmm. Okay. There are only five teams in the SEC that have a better record than Stoops right now Georgia, Alabama, Ole Miss, and Tennessee and Missouri. And that's the two that stinks because here, here is two where games I want that to have a fuss. And we might as well have a fuss. Not even, unless, not even LSU, not even Brian Kelly has got a better record. Listen, I love what Stoops has done for this program. I think he's done unbelievable. You know, to take us from where he has to what he did. But when I say next level, and when I say why I think we need to go to that next level, 
is games like Missouri and, and Tennessee this past year. Games that you, you're coming off a of bye and, and you're, you got an opportunity to, to make a statement. And, and, you know, the last three or four years, that just has not happened. Listen, I know, will fully agree with you because both of those games were at home as well. And we should, at the very least, split those two games. We should not lose both. Oh, I agree with you. It, that that's my least. biggest that's my biggest thing with Stoops. And I, and I, I and I will be the first to admit that we at home we should at the very least split those two games. Oh, I, I'm I'm not disagreeing. I think that's the yeah. biggest issue with Stoops is when it comes time. For a big opportunity win, big game, it just seems like, like okay. Let me give you an example. You know, we had what was it a couple of years back? We we started out five and zero, six and one. Um, I think it was two thousand eighteen, and you know we had an opportunity when we went into Tennessee to to make a statement against Tennessee with the best team that we've ever had, and we lay an egg on the road at Tennessee. And see, that's where I'm getting it at, Jerry. They, they're not good teams. Now, you've beaten Florida on down years. You've beaten Missouri a couple of years on when they didn't have a lot of talent. But here's my thing. What's going to happen when Oklahoma and Texas comes in and the recruiting gets a lot tougher? You're going to – the biggest well, issue – out pretty damn soon. The biggest issue <laughs> with Stoops in the Kentucky program – and I don't put this at the blame of Stoops. I don't put this at Stoops' feet. But it's the NIL problem. It, it rests on Mitch Barnhart and leg legislation. Now, Mitch Barnhart has a, ha has a lot of pull because he's, he's the athletics director. But legislation has got to change this to where, okay, you look at Tennessee. They're, they're paying a guy, what, uh, five million to be a court, like, you know, NIL deals, like four and five stars. You got Missouri, you got Luther Burden as yeah. a five star. You got um, Georgia, which they're already up there in Alabama. Because they have legislation that helps them. But you got LSU. Government legislation that helps them. Um, we are stuck in a rut with that, with Vanderbilt. And we should not be on Vanderbilt's level whatsoever. Because we're better than Vanderbilt. I remember when we was two and ten, Leah, but at the same time, to to improve and you know get past this whole that's what I told you the other night. I said, John, you have to so many times in my lifetime, we've been three and six and not six and three. It's the truth. It is, but you're going to have to up it a level. Stoops always talks about let's take it to another level. Well, beat the team. And I think Stoops is trying. I think he's kind of handicapped on the NIL thing a little bit. My biggest question is he tells the fans to pack the house, right? Missouri and Tennessee games. Well, yeah. we pack the house and we do everything we can to make it better. And your team preps to the bed on national Against I mean, he told them to pack the house this weekend against Bama. I, oh, I know. But I'm not saying that, but. But I don't see. Every, I don't see that that's going to make a difference. <laughs> Not really. How come we can? How come we can pack the house, but the team sometimes comes out not prepared to play? That's on coaching. That's all I'll say. All right, 
I just end. wanted to throw this out here that we have talked about over half or half of the SEC and some really good coaches. Jimbo Fisher, we're talking about him getting possibly fired. Um, Brian Kelly, who is thought of as one of the top five or ten coaches in the country, has come to LSU and now lost four games last year. He's already lost three this year. I mean, there is just you you can you can look around the SEC and it is not an easy mountain to climb. It's just not. It's, it's look not. at Lane Kiffin. Look the at Lane Kiffin. The recruiting every gets tougher every single year. Every year, Lane Kiffin goes five and one, six and one, seven and one, and he finishes nine and four or eight and five. My, he can't see, climb that. Everybody, see, I just want to get get it on the get it out the air on it. I do not want Stoops fired. That's not what I'm saying. A lot of people think, well, you just want Stoops to be fired. You want him to, 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 you know, get rid of him. That's not what I'm saying. Well, what I'm saying is when we have opportunities like we did with Missouri and Tennessee and some of these games, um, you know, you got to – yeah, twice. No, once. He beat UT twice. What she, what she is saying – but she is saying that no other coach has. No other coach in Kentucky history has beat Tennessee twice, except until you go back to the 70s and 50s. Nobody, not another coach in in Kentucky's history. I just see it different than a lot that's of other true, people. That's true, John. I just see it differently. But that's all right. Everybody has opinions because, you know, but we – It's the truth, but – he talks about going next level. Well, you need to recruit better. Like, at some point, you got to tr- recruit better. Like, start. He has recruited. He's got top oh, 15 I'm classes. He's, he's, I'm talking. He's in, he's I'm, in line for a top 20 class. I'm strictly talking NIL stuff is what I'm talking. Yeah. I'm not talking I, about play. I didn't want to get into about. a big, long discussion on it, but I did want to kind of show and bring this up and talk about some of the other SEC and just how tough it is in the SEC. From there, guys, I'm going to switch this up to end the show here. We're going to talk a little Kentucky basketball, and I'm going to do this in a way that is a little different from conventional thought, okay? So I've seen an article this week that in the past three or four days that made me start thinking and I've got some numbers here that I want to show you guys. Uh, Kentucky basketball begins the season off the radar as a contender for the first time ever. It's, it's very interesting to me. I was looking at a, a bunch of bracketologists. I was looking at a bunch of media. I was looking at, at Fox and CBS and ESPN and, There is nobody, I mean nobody, who has Kentucky as Final Four contenders. Not even as Dark Horse Final Four contenders. And and when I look at this, I got to thinking and I got to thinking about it and I'm like, you know what? I don't know that I have ever seen the national perceptive perception that Kentucky is not in the picture, especially when 
there's this much talent at Kentucky. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's kind of a conundrum and I can't, so can, 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 I, can, I, can, I, can I go? Can yeah, I so I think this article and I'm going to give you the floor here and then I'm going to get into some stats and I want us to go through and talk about some of these stats. Okay. So okay. as you can see, I said, and here's why. So I'll give you the floor and you can kind of tell your why. And then I'm going to give you some stats. I think a lot of the reason why is because of the last couple of years, the last three, four years. You know, they lost to St. Peter's um, in the first round. Then they lost to Kansas State in kind of a – I wouldn't say it was a horrible year, but it wasn't up to Kentucky standards. Um, I think, you know, Cal Perry was kind of depending on the transfer portal a lot, which I think is a great thing. I think the transfer portal is a wonderful thing. But – the thing about Calipari that most people don't get is he does so much better when he has his five-star freshmen and guards that can make plays and make things happen. And what does he got this year? He's got Rob Dillingham. He's got DJ Wagner. He has um, Reed Shepard. He has Justin Edwards. And then you add in the, the two seven-footers, Owenso and um, – Bradshaw, you get these two seven-footers back, this might be the most athletic length team in the country. And I'm not even playing because what I watched last night, if Kentucky can do that, which everybody's going to say, well, when they first started out, they didn't play real well. Well, they was getting to know each other. They was kind of getting fresh because they're a bunch of freshmen. But once they hit that gear, what was it, with 16 minutes to go in the second half, Rob Dillingham made a pass. Rob Dillingham hit a shot. Um, Trey uh, Mitchell. Mitchell's another key player from West Virginia. He made a big play. When this team hits another gear with the talent that they got, they can beat anybody on that on that schedule. Now, what worries me going forward about this team is the lack of big men against teams like Kansas and teams that have some size. Now, what we're going to have to do in those games is we're going to have to play fast. We're going to have to play running gun type games, and you know, and we're going to have to up, draw the bigs out. We're going to have to draw the bigs out. Yes, spread the floor. We're going to spread, spread the, floor the floor out and, draw, and draw them out and do it. Now, DJ Wagner didn't play real well last night. You know, it, he's a freshman. He's going to have nights where he don't play really well. That's just going he to happen. Better than he did the first exhibition game. But I think. The X factor in this whole season, he's sitting, he's a he's from North Florida High School. Reed Shepherd. Reed Shepherd's the X factor. And I'll tell you I why. The kid, the I'm gonna tell you, people don't understand the kind of player this kid is. I watched him in the 13th region for a long time. I went to many games. I went to many 13th region tournaments. It, it It's like the game comes easy to him. Like it's not – it's not – there's no pressure to him. And he just makes plays and he just figures out how to how to get the ball to, to, to teammates. He knows how to handle the ball. He's just a really solid basketball player. And I'm going to tell you something he else is. about this team. I'm going to tell you something else about this team that I like. And a lot of people, you know, I kind of 
touched on it last night a little bit. This team don't feel pressured. You know, have you, have you have you watched the last two three years where they get they kind of get in a little jam and they don't know what to do and they kind of feel like oh I, I can't do this and I can't do that. This team don't act like that. This team wants to win basketball, win and win plays, we'll, make we'll plays. There. Let me finish. Let me finish up my topics here, but, and then we will we'll back, get to the back end to of the it. Topic. And, back, and back to your and topic. I'll tell you, yeah. Back to your topic. So, so I think a lot of it has to do right, with so I've got, losing to St. Peter's and in the last couple of years with the lack of players that Cal Perry has had that he's normally not had. That's that's my that's my take on it. So and I and I thought that's kind of where you would go with it. And I believe that you are right in certain ways. However, I've got some stuff here. That, that I want to bring up to you. And I want to have just a little bit of a discussion on this. Okay. So I think that the game of college basketball has changed in the last five to seven years. It's gotten much older and much more experienced. And it's changed. And I think that is part of the reason why Calipari's teams have started to struggle over the last two or three years, okay? Since 2018, there has been five Final Fours. There was not one in 2020. The season was canceled because of COVID, so there's only been five, okay? I'm still salty about that, that, by the way. (laughs) So that means that there has been – so that means there's been 20 teams since Mm -hmm. 2018 in the Final Four. That means there's been 100 starters on 20 teams. Only seven of those starters on the final four teams since 2018 were true freshmen. Only seven out of 100. That's pretty telling, John. It is. Experience matters in the tournament. Unless you so have a there real was good a, There was a time here where Duke was getting there quite often. Um, you know, you had Kentucky that was in there. And, and, and Calipari, you know, four out of his first six years made the final four. You know. Yeah. So, won a championship, made a final game. I mean, but the game has changed, and the first stat mm-hmm. is that. Since, ni- since 2018, only seven of 100 starters in the final four have been true freshmen. I'm going to take it one more step. Last year, the four final four teams – 18 of the 20 starters in the final four had been in college for at least three years. Mm -hmm. There was only one true freshman starter out of those four teams last year. That was on UConn. He was about the fourth or fifth leading scorer. 
Yep. There was only one true freshman starter last year. Okay. My next stat is this one, and this one's going to blow your mind. In, since 2018, out of those 100 Final Four starters, 74 of them have had more than two years college experience. Almost 75% of the starters since 2018 have had more than two years experience in college. I'm telling you all of this because I believe that the perception is that college basketball has completely changed and that it's older and it's experienced. And that is why Kentucky has a 16th place ranking. And a lot of these bracketologists don't have Kentucky anywhere near a final four run. And I'm going to take it one more step. Of the last seven national championship teams in college basketball, only two of the 35 starters on those seven teams were true freshmen. None of them, none of those two were leaders on the team. They were like fourth, fourth place scores on, on the teams. Dear. The teams that actually has won titles in the last seven championship teams, only two out of 35 players, starters, have been true freshmen. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask you this, John. Can Kentucky and Calipari and this special class that we all think we have, can they overcome this trend and be special? I do. I think you seen it last night, you know, with, you know, with Mitchell and Reeves and, you know, Mitchell and Reeves have been in college for a while. Um, they're two experienced guys and you've, you've added, you know, DJ Wagner, you've added Justin Edwards. You've added Reed Shepard, and then you add the uh, Rob Dillingham, and then you have the two seven-footers coming back. So I think there's an opportunity for this team to be special. Now, I was looking at something today, and there's only – it was like maybe two bracketologists that had picked Kentucky to go at least to the Elite Eight. And they was down They was down the list. They wouldn't even know top guys. They was some minor guys that have very few following. Yes, um, I'm and, talking. And not, like, you have to, you have to, like, really look to even find Kentucky. And John Fanta, um, John Fanta is one, the Big East guy. He he does not even have Kentucky nowhere near his top twenty. Which, granted, he's a Big East he guy. He don't have him in the top twenty-five. I get it. He's a Big East guy. I understand that. That's fine. But if you watch Kentucky play. Last night in that second half, and you tell and you say, "Well, it's the same old Kentucky." Watch it again. 
because I had I was watching a, a, a game thread. I went into a game thread of, of a Kentucky thing, and people was like, oh, it's just the same old team, same old stuff. Did you even watch the game? The guard play has an opportunity to be special. Mitchell has an opportunity to do something that, you know, coming from West Virginia and he's played at Texas. He's, I can't remember. There's another school he played for, but he's, he's a special player. Reeves is a special player. Reeves was knocking down shots. If you get Reeves knocking down shots. Are, John, and I, and I, and I, I, I believe that this team can be special, but I also believe that college basketball has changed and has. experience usually matters it does. anymore. And I believe that that is part of the reason why we're seeing Kentucky being, being down the list compared to what we are. And here's my thing. I think it's going to be very interesting this year to watch and see, because I think Calipari doubled down. I think Calipari doubled down on this and said that, Hell, I'm going to do it my way, the way that I've always done it, the way that got me to the final field, final fours before. And he doubled down, and it's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out this year. Well, and, and like I said a minute ago, I said you can tell with this team what they're happens, different teams. What happens? I know that we're Kentucky fans, and we don't want to think about this. What happens if we bow out early? And we don't get to where we think we are this year. We we should this year. What happens? I think the same old stuff you had before. You had the fire cow stuff, and you get you get fans acting foolish again, like myself and you and everybody else. <laughs> I mean, we all do it. But I think there's some like I yeah. like you said though. There's something special about this team, and I think. That you know, like I even told you, there is. There's something, there's there's something, di there's something different and about there's, there's just something different man, about this I team. Love Dilly and Shepard coming off. I love Dilly and Shepard coming off the bench. They give a enthusiasm and they just love the game and love to play. And they see the floor so well and they are active all over the floor. And I mean. I even told people about Rob Dillingham. You're going to like him, but there's going to be times where you hate him. You don't like what he does, like some of the, the – with the dribble and the handles. And he's going, to, he's going to make – Last night there was, a couple, there was a couple of spin moves by Edwards last night that he can just he – can, he can lose those out of his tool bag. Like they – yeah, down the lane trying to do some spin moves and lost the ball. He can get rid of those. I don't need those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just. But saying. like I said, this team can be special. They can do. They can do special things. I'm going to tell you what can change the narrative. And I've been saying it for almost a day or two. So next week, Kentucky goes in against a team that's probably got one of the best big men in the country, and Hunter Dickinson. In Kansas, and they got their guard. They got the Harris kid back. They got some players on that team. Kansas is tough. They whipped NC Central last night, but let's let's be fair. NC Central is probably a great school team compared to, to to these other schools. But at the same time, 
if they beat Kansas next week, that narrative changes. Because you went in and you beat the number one team. Oh, Bo, give it a rest, brother. I mean, I, I agree with you 100%. What's, what's Don't think Bo make saying? The I'm trying to get it up there. There's no way. As good as they are, there's no way. Yeah. Bo, that's not even that's, – that's not even – close to being a reality I, I mean they may bow out early or something but not make the tournament is a really far stretch well we got to remember who Bo is he's a he's a Tennessee fan <laughs> I, know, I, know. I know I know but I'm just saying that's a pretty that's a pretty far stretch I gotta give you and, a whole way Jerry, to go, I love that, I love that this team spreads the floor plays okay. fast I love when Dillingham and, and Shepard come in and they play fast and get the ball up the floor. They see it really well. I love when they play four and five out, spread the floor, and shoot the three. And I hope that they continue to do that all year long. It's going to be a very interesting sheet, season. Well, if you looked at the stat sheet last night and you see the three-point attempts, Cal Curry would be – you would think Cal Curry would put a stop to it. <laughs> I mean, from his past teams – you want, let me tell you a little, a little something about those 29 attempts, three-point attempts last night. That is the third most in any game ever in the Calipari era. That's insane. 29 three-point attempts. That's the third most ever in the Calipari era, era at Kentucky. By the way, Bo, I love another you, little man. tidbit for you, right there. Uh, Bo, Bo's my buddy. I'm just messing with him. Bo's, <laughs> just yeah, with Bo's my buddy. On, so. I love Bo. Bo's my buddy. Bo. Just messing with him. All right, guys, that is gonna. I'm gonna call it. That is our show for tonight. Um, our next show is going to be Thursday night. We're gonna do our college game day pickums at eight o'clock central time and it'll be me and john again and we will go through and tell you how we did last week and i think we both did pretty good last week right i think so anyway indiana, um, indiana totally upset that. wisconsin indiana upset wisconsin. they did you called one you did i, I think I we both it, did man. pretty good last week are you kidding uh, me man yeah yeah and uh so we're going to update how we did last week, and then we're going to pick some games. We're also going to throw in a few basketball games this week because we got some pretty good games. So we're going to Friday throw night. in three or four, five basketball games this week. So uh, a stay good ones on Friday tuned night. for that. And we'll be on Thursday night. Be a couple of days from now, and we'll give you our college sportscast game day pickums, guys. So. Jerry and Bo and who else has been on here with us? Leah, Leah, good old boys. Fantasy said, "What's up, Leanne Harris?" Eaton has been on here with us, and we appreciate you guys being with us. So uh, we will see you guys on Thursday night. This has been College Sportscast, the Big Fuss Show. I changed it up a little bit tonight.
Y'all have a good night. Have a good one.